On this episode of Jessica's show, we look at what's trending on the social media handles over the past few weeks. We have a few words with CW and Fox as we discuss the latest race for the coveted .0 adults 1849 demographic rating, also called the Blue Tarski. We also discussed the success of Good Boys as the R-rated comedy continues to succeed with audiences at the box office. All this and more as we start the podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. This week has been so crazy. The fall television season is coming up and everybody is up in arms. Last week, I nearly lost my voice due to allergies. This week, I'm sounding better than ever, and I'm ready to go. First up on the show, we have trending topics. We have a segment for this week's show where we discuss all the trends that happened this week in the world of entertainment and beyond. Let's get to it, folks. Starting with the first trending topic. Kim Kardashian was trending this week because she launched her new skin line called Skim Solution Wear. Already, her line is making millions with over $2 million in product within the first few minutes of her campaign going live on Tuesday. Just half of that was sold within the first two minutes. Compared to Spanx and its $4 million in profits the first year, this is unprecedented. More items will be made available soon. A survey came out about cartoons that's Way too inappropriate to share on air about how one in four Americans feel about cartoon characters as well as over half about fictional characters. Parents, you can thank me later. Basically, this sums up the Coolidge effect. Look that up sometime soon. I really don't understand why people think weird thoughts or have weird dreams towards cartoons. It's just an animation with a voiceover. Alex Trebek came back to host the season 36 premiere of Jeopardy earlier this week after undergoing months of treatment for stage 4 pancreatic cancer. We know that back in May, he was in near remission from the cancer. Coming back to Jeopardy is definitely one of the biggest comeback stories of 2019, and that is a positive thing. Apple held their annual fall event on September 9th, which was the biggest trending topic of the day. The iPhone 11 iPhone 11 Pro and iPhone 11 Pro Max was announced, as well as Apple TV+. Apple TV+, the new streaming service from Apple, will be $4.99 a month, which is much lower than Disney+. We'll wait and see what happens next. There was also the announcement of a new 7th generation iPad, as well as the 5th series of the Apple Watch. Dairy Queen announced that they are celebrating fall with the return of the butterscotch dip cone, featuring the brand's classic vanilla soft serve dipped in butterscotch. And in Billboard news, just as predicted, Tool's new album beat Taylor Swift's Lover. And the media ate this up. And some Taylor Swift fans are upset with a few hoping for Post Malone's newest album to take the top spot next week. And the lead singer Tool uses a Thanos meme. What a time to be alive in music. But you know, Taylor's not focused on the charts. She's laying low and is focusing on the music. And that has been your trending topics. When we come back, we are talking TV. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. 
Hold up. Don't go anywhere. This podcast has been made possible by listeners like you. Thank you. Welcome back to the show. And you know, this week involves a somewhat condensed version of the update since I myself will be going back on Pop Culture Cosmos for the September TV update with what goes on in the month of September. Stay tuned for that. Now we're going to move on to the broadcast networks. Starting with ABC. Dancing with the Stars premieres on September 16th next week. The following week is ABC premiere week. The Good Doctor will premiere first and then. The very last show to premiere will be the reboot of Kids Say the Darnest Things. Speaking of Dancing with the Stars, it depends on the cast, but it has already been in decline. Will it stop the bleeding? Only time will tell. It's been a quiet week on ABC so far as the number one show, Bachelor in Paradise, is steady as usual. But Grand Hotel went out with a whimper at a point four. Reef Break goes out with a whimper, and everything else was in repeats. Moving on to CBS, starting with the Monday night lineup, it will be premiere week on the 23rd. The last to premiere will be most of the Sunday night lineup, with Madam Secretary becoming the last show to premiere in October. Big Brother slipped a tenth this week, but still led the pack on CBS. Moving on to NBC, Sonland was renewed for a season two, despite low to mediocre ratings. The last comic standing... Ripoff, Bring the Funny, ended steady after a declining America's Got Talent. Hollywood Game Night rose a 10th, but still was considerably down from last season. Next week, it's NBC's premiere week. To no one's surprise, The Blacklist will be the last to premiere on October 4th. Moving on to Fox, and I got plenty to say. The Beverly Hills 90210 revival rose a tenth for its finale to a .7 after declining all season long. While a .7 still puts it at or near the top of the pack at Fox. I still can't see Fox keeping this. Spin the wheel went out with a .5. So you think he can dance will end with a whimper as well. I bet Fox will be happy once fall comes. Fox will premiere their shows next week as well on premiere week, but Almost Family and SmackDown will be the last to premiere on the network. The quiet season of summer will finally end as So You Think You Can Dance finishes, and What Just Happened is still likely to be canceled. Fox did not reach the Blue Tarski before CW did, but maybe they should rethink their Sunday night programming and leave it in repeats. Shows on the summer on Sunday nights do not well at all on Fox, and they haven't been for the past few seasons. Remember American Grit? Remember Go On the Insatiable? These were shows that bombed on Fox on Sunday night. Next summer, we may have a show that hits the Blue Tarski before even CW if they're not careful. Speaking of the CW, we still have a few more weeks of low-rated shows with the network. CW Fall shows kick off October 6th, which is preceded by the iHeartRadio Music Festival the week before. Speaking of this week's ratings... Bulletproof went out with a .1 in line with most of the CW. Hypnotize Me scored a .2, but with half the viewership at Penn & Teller, and whose line is it anyway? Red Bull Peaking will be premiering this week, and I won't be surprised if it falls in line with all of the .1 shows. 
The ratings overall so far are currently so close together that it is so hard to tell which one will make it. Did I forget to tell you that CW pulled I Ship It from the schedule back in episode one of this podcast? That had lower viewership than Burden of Truth, and Burden of Truth was the lowest rated show in the demo. So out of the train wreck point one mess that is a CW, I expect that at least half the shows will return next season. Mainly Who's Line, Penn and Teller, and Masters of Illusion, plus the final season of The Hundred. I expect Mysteries Decoded, Bulletproof, The Outpost, Pandora, and My Last Days to be back as well to join Burden of Truth. The rest are going to be canceled. If CW did not pull I Ship It, then it would have been the prime candidate for the first ever Blue Tarski for an original show on broadcast. This upcoming fall season and next summer, we may be switching to Unrounded to see how close each point one show is headed for the Blue Tarski. Right now, Dynasty is still the prime CW candidate, and we will talk about this show all season with that, and most likely next season because Dynasty will be in its third season. Certain to get a fourth season, no matter how low the ratings get, even if it first ever point zero on broadcast happens. Yes, the Blue Tarski. Nothing is ever really a true Blue Tarski, but no show on CW gets a point zero zero unrounded rating in the demo. It usually ranges from point zero one to a point zero four. Moving on to cable. I was really disappointed when TBS's Full Frontal with Samantha B came down to a .19 this week. That's way down from the August 14th episode and down from the first half of the fourth season. But I'm going to give that a pass this week because Wednesday was 9-11. But next week, I'm going to keep an eye on it. In other news, we're watching the ratings for the TNT TBS live show Chasing the Cure, and it's only doing okay. It's not setting the ratings world on fire by having those ratings combined. Speaking of MTV, the latest ratings for the Hills revival and Are You the One are terrible. Hills scored a .17 this week and Are You the One scored a .12 this week. These shows further point out the overall MTV ratings decline. The collapse of VH1 is also evident when Love and Hip Hop Hollywood was at a .5 this week. Speaking of WWE... Monday Night Raw was down this week. I'm still wondering if putting SmackDown on Fox was a good idea. But there will be changes coming to the commentary and the roster with both shows once SmackDown moves to Fox in October. When we come back, we talk about how and why an R-rated film has gotten some buzz in the box office. Don't go away. We'll be right back. folks as of today you can listen to jessica's show on google Podcasts, spotify breaker pocket Casts, and radio public it is an exciting time to be a podcaster and a listener i remember the first time ever going on a podcast like it was yesterday you can now listen to all episodes and teasers of jessica's show on these platforms in addition to anchor now with that being said 
let's get back to the podcast. We are back with the show and we are talking movies. Yes, movies. You love them, you hate them. Sometimes it's in between. But one thing is for sure, there is always a crass comedy out there that attempts to resolve the overlying paradox that an R-rated comedy can be both heartwarming and downright vulgar. That comedy is Good Boys, where you basically take a bunch of sixth graders on a journey to a first kiss. According to Variety, the movie starring young stars Jacob Tremblay of Wonder fame, Keith L. Williams and Brady Noom debuted at number one in the box office on August 16th and has since raked in over $80 million domestically on a $20 million budget. It was also certified fresh with Rotten Tomatoes with a score of 79% and holds an audience score of an 87%. This indicates generally favorable reviews. According to the latest box office numbers, it was currently at number three behind It Chapter 2 and Angel Has Fallen. By all accounts, this is a summertime sleeper hit. It's argued that this movie is the live-action version of South Park. If you haven't heard of South Park, then you may not see how similar it is. Come on. I'm pretty sure everybody has heard of South Park, the one that airs on Comedy Central. Anyways, I first heard about Good Boys when I was watching a React video about what was trending from the Fine Brothers on YouTube. The movie had its world premiere back in March at the South by Southwest Festival. It's also by the same guys that brought you Sausage Party and Superbad. Some of the reviews compare the movie to Booksmart and other films that portray young protagonists. In my opinion, Good Boys is not for the faint of heart. Foul-mouthed sixth graders with a lack of life experience imagine that we've all been that kid. For example, the lack of life experience quote that stuck out to me in the good boys trailer was how many husbands does she have this was the scene when they were trying to look up kissing on the internet but instead looked up something else entirely so inappropriate i cannot say on air parents you should thank me later lastly before you see this movie without an adult make sure you are 17 years of age or older This movie is rated R. Duh. That means it's not for kids. And when I say this, I definitely mean it. Parents, you should thank me for this. And hopefully that's not the last time you ever heard me say this. Don't go away, peoples. We'll be right back because I will be giving out my final thoughts. Stay tuned.
The next episode is a very big episode, mostly because it is music-oriented. We're talking the big strides in rock and heavy metal in 2019 so far, the CMA nominations, and the future of the MTV Video Music Awards. Plus, we have a weekly TV update, and YouTube drama channels are the buzz of 2019. Friendships are ruined and more are coming your way. We also have a special episode that's going to be coming soon, so stay tuned. I hear you folks. This podcast has been made possible by listeners like you. Thank you. Welcome back to the show. And I don't know about you, but it's Friday the 13th. Ooh, spooky. You know what that means. Fall is coming soon. It is also Positivity Day, which means you have to be positive in whatever situation you're facing and show people some positivity in this world. It gets better, y'all. You heard about the fourth grader that designed the logo for the University of Tennessee that consequently got bullied by a bunch of female students? UT! UT Knoxville offered him a full ride to the university, gave him a swag bag, and made his logo one of the official logos. The proceeds from the shirt with his logo will go to an anti-bullying campaign. And as mentioned earlier on the podcast and the weekly TV update, I will be talking with Gerald from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source on the Pop Culture Cosmos podcast next week for the monthly TV update. So make sure to tune in on all podcast platforms when the episode is available. And as always, make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BetaGirl96. Like Jessica's show on Facebook and like my public page, Jessica Boggs, on Facebook for more updates. Also, you can follow the TV Ratings Guide on Twitter at TV Ratings Guide for more TV-related updates. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm Jessica Boggs, signing off. <laughs>